you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. David, football, football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi, and hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash Shek. All right. I'll tell you the truth because I don't like jive talk. You know, we are awaiting the kickoff of Sunday's games in week 14 from this point forward. They are all massive except for the ones that aren't massive for the teams that are playing for nothing against one another. Even those teams, though, are playing for something, namely draft positioning. You look at some of the games out there, the Giants and the the Titans and uh, so on and so forth, not the greatest. But like I say, no jive here because we're coming at you before I get on the plane to go to Chicago. By the time you're listening to this, though, that game will be in the books. I'm sure it was a wonderful time in Chicago, though. It always is a place I lived for uh, for many years of my life there. All through my 20s, I was in Chicago having a great time on the north side, as everybody always does there. One of the great places. But we'll revisit uh, the actual experience on next week's podcast because we're recording this before I fly out. We won't have time to do it. Uh, by before uh, before the games kick off otherwise so let's jump into them now but I do want to tell you the first podcast we did this week gangbuster stuff we were joined by future hall of famer and our pal Ladanian Tomlinson here in studio 66 maximum strength oh a little slow on the draw there where you we have Fouts tie behind the glass today black ties off toiling so he is uh, so Fouts tie is in form. How are you, Fouts? I'm doing good. Sorry I wasn't as quick on the trigger as I should have been. Well, you know, Dan Fouts was never quick in his drop, <laughs> but he was effective always. And also joining us, oh, and the other thing I was going to say about the earlier podcast from the week was uh, Ross Tucker, our old pal, spent a half an hour with us on the phone. We covered this, that, and the other, whether or not Mike Tomlin should maybe 
Should be, is there some thought maybe that they might kick him out the door if the team goes 8-8 eight and eight again, if they miss the playoffs? It's hard to imagine, but uh, there are people on the banks of the Three Rivers who are calling for just that. This is a, a, a pretty lean stretch by Pittsburgh Steelers standards. We also play a new game. Maybe we can play it here with, uh, with the guy sitting next to me in Studio 66 right now. It's made up trades. It's a good way to evaluate a player by putting him in another uh, spot, another location, which, uh, as a for instance, I asked Ross Tucker if Peyton Manning and RG3 were traded for each other, how would those two teams look right now? What would the what would uh, the Broncos' record be? What would DC's record be if Peyton Manning were on the, in our nation's capital and RG3 were playing a mile high? We did some of that, so maybe we'll do that. Also, coming up in just a couple minutes here. We're going to go to uh, to something that's a, a video that you can also watch at NFL.com. And on NFL Now, it's our conversation with linebacker extraordinaire, the Seattle Seahawks, Bobby Wagner. You talk about this. A lot of guys are described in this way, that they're unheralded and, uh, and uh, not known by the casual fan. I think Bobby Wagner, for a Super Bowl champion, a pivotal player on the reigning Super Bowl champ, and a guy who has really been huge since he came back along with Cam Chancellor, that defense for Seattle has looked completely different. It's almost good enough to make me change my pick that they're not going to go to the playoffs. It's almost enough to make me say that, but we'll have to wait and see what happens in Philadelphia. A lot is based around that. We're going to pick that game in our Red Challenge flag segment coming up here with our guy who, like I say, is seated next to me here in Studio 66. You read his work on NFL.com, his power rankings and his weekly predictions. You see him on NFL Fantasy Live. You see him on NFL Now. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? Dude. I'm pretty excited about uh, – well, I'm always excited to be on DDFP, but I'm excited about Infinite DVR. Yes, we, me and Elliot, we've been doing it the last few weeks on DDFP TV, and this week, in lieu of DDFP TV, we just did one long version of Infinite DVR. What Infinite DVR is, is I have every pro football game on my DVR, and we flip through them with the Cowboys and Bears hooking up on Thursday Night Football. We look back at a few of the great matchups between those two teams. How did you get the hookup with every single game from league history on your DVR? I know people. Yeah. I know people, yeah. I mean, I, the people, It's you know, first of all, I lead with I was in the stands of Three River Stadium when the Steelers won back-to-back AFC titles in the in 78 and 79. And uh, you know that that carries a lot of weight. You were know? you with? Were you there uh, when the Steelers beat Miami in 1985? When Ouija Thompson caught the touchdown pass? Maybe not. I listen. I, until I went off to college, I missed very few Pittsburgh Steeler games for about 12 or 14. Did you have years. a Frank Pollard jersey? I didn't have a Frankie Pollard jersey, but I admired his work. Number yeah, thirty, he was very go. good. He was a good runner. Baylor. Yep, and uh, so was uh, so was Walter Abercrombie, who was supposed to be the next Franco Harris for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not quite. That, did, that didn't exactly work out. All right, enough uh, walking down memory lane here. And uh, I want to tell you something. You know, we have. I say all the games are pretty juicy going forward. These play these. Games with playoff implications, there's very little wiggle room now. And division by division, um, as, you, as you hash them up, you drop one now and you lose control yep. of your own destiny, it's bad times because you don't have a lot of time to make it up. But And as far as that goes, the NFL season is not over yet. If your season-long fantasy football league is finished because you didn't make the playoffs or you're not happy with your playoff roster, get your mojo back at fanduel.com. 
pick a new team every week like Joe Watson from New York did. He played fantasy football on FanDuel, and in less than two weeks last year, $30,000 is what he won. Join him, hundreds of thousands of other people who have already won the money. The money is for real. You play each week or whenever you want to play. Go to FanDuel.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. This is the important part. You have to use my code, EH, or anyone else out there. DDFP and sign up now. New user special is ending soon. FanDuel is going to match your first deposit dollar up to 200 bucks. That's $200 free or at least up to $200 free. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code. DDFP, so don't forget to use it. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. That's right, EH. We have a sponsor now. Would you start Johnny Manziel? Ah, you know what I did? I really screwed up my 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 big league, my my season long league, um, my the the league of record we can call it, the one out here on the West Coast, um, where we kick a guy out every year. The the reigning champ gets to kick out somebody at the following August's draft, right before the season. You show up, everybody's there, ready to go. The pre the the preceding year's champ gets up, makes a speech. And then announces, you're gone. Survivor style. You can't, the guy has to pack his th- things up and leave. It's it's very brutal. It's really it's terrible. Yeah, it's grim. This I, I I made the playoffs in that league this year, and I did it with Jay Cutler and Andy Dalton as my QBs. And oh. all year I've been fighting it, trying to figure out who to add. So I added at one point RG3. I've now cut him. I thought, well, maybe when he comes back he'll be better. That didn't work out. Among the other guys I added, were, I added Johnny Football. And then when I when I heard he got into that scrum a couple of weeks mm-hmm. a, a week I thought ah oh, they're never going to use him and Brian Hoyer saved his spot as the starter in Atlanta I'd have no use for Johnny Football so I cut him and now I wish I did have him I would play Johnny Football this week over Jay Cutler I think well let me say this because we're taping before we know what Cleveland's going to do and we, by now people are listening to us and they know if Jay Cutler you know laid an egg or put thirty on the Cowboys exactly so. I I'm on the record saying if I were the Browns I would start Hoyer, you know I really I would too I, I'm I would. with you on that D- uh, you know uh, hey at Harrison NFL tweet me if you think I'm crazy here but you know the, who agrees with you LT when he was on yeah. the show a couple days ago he said the exact same thing dance with who brung you yeah and and the thing to me is do you really want to make a quarterback change at week 14 now what I would be a fan of is what the 49ers did a few years ago before Alex Smith got concussed. They would bring Kaepernick in in spots and and play Alex Smith. Why not do that with Manziel? Same yeah, well, thing. too late at this point. And the thing is with the with the Browns, and we'll see if they can sneak into the playoffs here. Real quick, let me. I, I I've been meaning to point this out. I the Browns' defense has not been as mighty as I anticipated, so it has put more pressure on whoever the quarterback is on that team. Even with Josh Gordon back. I think though, people, you know, what, what, who's going to get in? Who's going to get those wild card spots? I think it's going to be the Ravens. I think the Ravens are uh, of that, you know, however many it is. What is it, 37 teams in the AFC yeah, right exactly. now or 7-5? and five? they got I, a tough game, though. They're playing the Dolphins. That's the big one. I talk about there's no wiggle room. That game, I'm, I've, I've circled for both those teams. The loser of that one is in some, is in some trouble, and the other one is in, great, great, uh, is in a great spot. You know, the Dolphins have some impressive in-conference victories. That matters. Let's get into all of it, shall we, EH? Let's dig yep. into these games here. What should we do first, Fouts, Ty? It's your pleasure. We already spoke with Bobby Wagner. Do you want to hear that first and then jump into the picks? 
or should we say, let's get through the red challenge flag? It's a two-man addition. We have no handsome Hank. He's off in Chicago Why can't already. Why uh, throw the, the red flag? That's interesting. I don't know. Fouts is he not Ty, ready? I don't think Fouts Ty is interested in football. Oh, I'm interested in football. If you're not, re- if you don't feel I'm ready, that's your opinion. Yeah, but you like the New York Giants, though. I know. So, will my, you? Wa- how big a Giants fan are you? Will you watch the Giants at the Titans? Absolutely, I'll watch every Giants absolutely. game. Absolutely. <laughs> Why would that, that be absolutely the case? It was my fault. I feel that they lost this week because I left to come to work when they were up twenty-one-three. I have a sneaking suspicion, this has been growing of late, I think the Tennessee Titans might have folded up their operation about four years ago and didn't tell anybody <laughs> to see if anybody would notice. I don't know that the Titans oh, actually exist at this point. They are the most anonymous group. What can you say about that team? I mean, CJ2K has the good game on Monday Night Football, but he's about the only guy that you sort of associate. Albert Haynesworth, really, in, in the last decade, what what do you associate I with the you. Tennessee Titans? Kerry Collins you. going 13-3. No, no, I can tell you, the thing I hear about the Titans the most. Landale White getting fat. By they, far. These are the things I think of when I think I'm going to quote it. This is what I hear about the Titans more than anything else. I, I might start Kendall Wright in a PPR. <laughs> That's about yeah. it. Yeah, he's their one player. I feel bad for him. I mean, yeah, it's weird. I, the, I, I guess it's SEC country. It's the thing I always go to is that if you're in SEC country, that's the one part of the nation where college football might trump uh, pro football interests. And, so. and we all forget, well, I don't because I'm going to throw myself under the bus. Remember the buzz when they got Bishop Sankey? People thought, ah, oh, that was going to be the yeah. sneaky rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't happen. And, you know, we talked to Bishop Sankey, not that this has any value, that I liked him, but I thought he was such a nice guy, and he seemed hungry, and he seemed to be in the right frame of mind. Got to have it, good line play, and, brother. Yeah, and it just – but you, that's another thing. You thought, why are we talking about the Tennessee Titans <laughs> right now? Because we need to. They're anonymous. Things. Yeah, you're right. Well, if they, they actually the exist. Or are we falling into their web of deceit? as they try to pretend that they still exist, and they don't actually wait. exist. Who knows? Zach wait. Mettenberger's a fake name. That's not a real person. Hey, wait, Fouts tie. Not yeah. even very creative. Hey. It's almost exactly the same as Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, Just change a couple tie. letters. Uh, FanDuel just called. They're removing their sponsorship because we're talking <laughs> about the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's on Fouts tie for saying that he's absolutely going to watch the Giants and the Titans. Why would you be interested in that other than to see your team lose so that they move up in the uh, in the draft rank? That's at Tennessee, right? Yep. Yes. Oh, that's a decent uni matchup. I'm it's a huge okay. advocate of watching Coughlin's angry face these days. That's why. Yeah, you know what? He deserves better for the run that he's had uh, in in, uh, in New York there. It's really obviously everybody knows how tough an environment that is for those head coaches to deal with. And two Was Super it? Bowls, that ain't job. You know who else got two Super Bowls in a, in a decade? Bill Parcells. So not a bad uh, not a bad deed from Tom Coughlin. How, how long have you been watching the Giants? Since the 86 Super Bowl. Okay. 87 Super Bowl. Wasn't it Giants at Titans that Matthias Kiwanuka – Rough yep. Vince Young on yep. a fourth down, and Coughlin yes. just read him the riot act yep. right in front of everybody. That was yep. the year I think no, he, they won the Super Bowl wasn't it? the second he, time. Kiwanuka wrapped up. Was it Collins, you say? It was Vince Young. No, it was Vince, it was Vince Young. Young. Yeah. I remember him Vince grabbing Vince Young and holding, and he let him go because he thought, well, all right, the, the refs are going to blow the whistle. Ah, that's and he right. let him go. That's right. And Vince Young keeps on playing through he didn't the play and called. then throws a first down, yep. and t- Tom Coughlin laid into him. It was crazy because it was it was right at the start of this era of we got to protect a quarterback yes. at all costs. You got it right. And so Kiwanuka could have slammed him to the ground, but he didn't to try and keep uh, Vince Young healthy, and then uh, <laughs> he looked like a – Said he like, heard a whistle. 
Yeah. That's what he said. Oh, is that right? I think so. All right, enough about the Giants and Titans, please, except for one thing. Do you think tw- do you think Eli's the starting quarterback in 2015, Elliot Harrison? I do. You do? I do, yes. Right. For the Giants? Yes, for the Giants. Right. I do. Um, okay, let's jump into it then, and then we'll get to Bobby Wagner. Let's get to the Red Challenge Flag segment. Red Challenge Flag yeah, Elliot, you asked earlier, where is Drew Christensen, a.k.a. Drew Statton. Uh, Drew Statton, the statistician with the bad statitude. He is working on the TV show. I, I needed to do that, yeah, right? We don't yeah. have Hank here. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you jumped in with that one. So the Cowboys and Bears are in the books already at the time of this recording. Let's start here, Elliot Harrison, with the game we were just kibitzing about. No, not the Giants and Titans. Rather, the Ravens at the Dolphins. How say you? I will take Miami at home, sir. This is a really tough game. A very, very tough game. I really like Biggest game of the weekend? Mm, I would say... It's arguable. It's, it's, it's arguable. Yeah. I You know, Seahawks and Eagles is, is pretty massive. Pittsburgh at Cincy is huge for a division title at least. The Chiefs must win or they're out of it. Then again, if the Cardinals lose at home to the Chiefs, they're in real jeopardy. Not just of, you know, their division title hopes, but they could really legitimately struggle to get into the postseason if they drop this one. There are a lot of good ones here this way. I mean, Patriots at Chargers. All right, let's get through them. I'll say... I'll take the Ravens because of the ability to run the ball and, you know, people talk about it this time of the year because I think they associate that with, with cold weather and it's easier to run the ball or, or it, it, it takes more of a toll on the defense. That won't be the case down in Miami. I just buy that this Ravens team has played pretty consistently since all the turmoil. And that I, I thought they'll they'll ride that emotional wave that they were able to somehow – come together amidst all that uh, ugliness off the field. And I thought, all right, so they, they torched the Steelers that night, and then they got on a little bit of a roll there, and I thought, this is going to fade, but because I don't love the pieces of uh, of this team. But you know what? They The, the way they can pound you on the ground, um, I'll, take the, I'll take the Ravens. In fact, of all those 7-5 and five teams, I'm most sure that that's, one of the, that's the team that will get into the postseason, as I say. Well, building a case for your side of it, uh, Jets didn't have any problem running on Miami, particularly in the first half. I know, but you, night. I got to say, I really am getting to a point now with the week-to-week nature of the game results. Yeah. You, I mean, you really can't look at them. I mean, you, you have to sort of can't take a snapshot from what you saw last week or, well, that team really struggled. They, they barely beat the Jets. Or they, you know, then why did the, why did this team? Week to week, it's it's crazy. I agree. Some games are tight for some. How do you figure this one? The, the Dolphins you know, barely sneak past. And if Nick Folk makes uh, a kick or two, they don't win that game at all. And then a couple of weeks prior to that, they shut out the San Diego Chargers. I, I, it's weird. I agree no, with there's you. There's just no accounting for it. Hey, I picked the Dolphins already you're here. Right. But right. I agree with you in that what you're saying, but Justin Forsett has been one of the most consistent players in the league this year. As crazy as that sounds, he's had at least 65 yards every single game. Talk about uh, the importance of the offensive line. We talked with Ross Tucker about that earlier in the week. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, that's uh, that. it really is about the offensive line. By the way, what is your answer to that question real quick, uh, to the same one I asked Ross Tucker? Peyton Manning gets traded for RG3. Tell me the two teams' records. Oh, I thought you were going to say comeback player of the year. And I was going to say, yeah, four set, I think. Uh, Peyton Manning, RG3. 
RG3 goes to Denver. I think that's a 7-9, maybe an 8-8 eight and eight team. They have a good defense, and they have some good playmakers. But, you know, look, Demarius Thomas wasn't, wasn't going for 1,400 yards when Tebow was quarterback. Uh, or 1,300, for that matter. I see you looking at me, Fouts tie. Peyton Manning in Washington. Well, break it down, man. You got Deshaun Jackson. You got Pierre Garçon. If Jordan Reed could ever stay off the injury report, mm-hmm. you have him. You signed Andre Roberts, right? Have a pretty decent back in Alfred Morris. Williams, protect that what Peyton always requires. There, there you go. I actually think Alfred Morris would be the key because Peyton Manning would put them in good running situations to where Alfred Morris has got some of the holes that C.J. Anderson ran through the other night. Now, C.J. Anderson runs very physical, but Alfred Morris I still think is a special player. I think Washington would be 12-4. and four. Hmm. I think I, I don't remember exactly what numbers Ross came up with, but your analysis is uh, is uh, pretty um, pretty close to what he came up with. All right, so I'll go with the Ravens, and uh, you have the Dolphins there. Oh, which means I I, I blew the own segment here. I <laughs> we have to do this. We have to do this again. Ready? Say say the uh, Dolphins. Just do it. You know, Dave, uh, I like Miami at home. Well, Elliot, I have to reach into my pants and throw the red challenge flag. <laughs> See, that's how it's supposed to go, wherever you are. Now, how right. would Elliot Harishek respond to that? Uh, well, maybe we'll get to that on this okay. next one All here. Right, yeah, good. we will get to this next one right now. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Big one for the division, and the Ravens' loss keeps the Steelers and Browns in the playoff picture. If the Ravens win that one and they get the 8-4, and four, it really reduces the other 7-5 and five teams' chances of getting in here. A division crown is still reasonable, especially for Pittsburgh, because if they can win both of those head-to-heads with Cincy, then they would be they would vault the the Bengals. So it's reasonable to think. I don't like the way their schedule sets up at Atlanta. You think Julio Jones isn't going to torch that terrible Steelers secondary? Anyway, enough of my jive talk. Lay it on me. Steelers at Bengals. Gosh, I really want to pick the Steelers on the road here, but I'm taking Cincinnati. Well, uh, I, Elliot, I got to. Uh... I gotta tell you here, I I like the Cincinnati Bengals. I respect them. Martin Lewis, good good football man. But uh, I'm gonna throw the red challenge flag at you there, friend. Yeah, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers here, and not because I'm a big believer in what the Steelers have going, but Ryan Shazier and Jarvis Jones, the last two first round draft picks of the Steelers, are both supposed to be out there. A little bit of speed out there. Finally, maybe. We'll see Dick LeBeau, what he had in his brain in the offseason, finally playing itself out there. And the Bengals, you know, it's a weird thing to point out, but they don't play well at night. They don't like prime time for some reason. And so for that reason, I'll take the Steelers. We looked at uh, Damashek. We decided to go with Caliendo when it came to mimicking Harrison. Uh... <laughs> um, all right, let's do the Chiefs and the Cardinals. I'll start this one off. The Chiefs at the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals at home narrowly you know i hate to do this but i'm gonna have to pull out the uh red challenge flag all and throw right it at your face. i hope handsome hank is listening to this wherever he is he's in chicago somewhere eating the deep dish pizza or whatever this is how you do it you disagree on all the games i i like kansas city in this game you mentioned it that they're desperate i think the cardinals are reeling right now can they rally at home sure they can but i think if kansas city loses this game they're done and i think they'll play better because of it I also like the way the Chiefs match up. The only thing I don't like in this game is that we saw the Cardinals secondary get torched in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who does Kansas City have to torch that Cardinals secondary? 
The no. matchup, the matchup is right for the Cardinals. Yeah, that's why I it's to... right. But if Drew Stanton gets happy feet, uh, you don't want to get happy feet against Kansas City. Not with those pass rushers. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Um, all right. Seahawks at the Eagles. I'll pick this one first, and I will tell you that improbably, it doesn't feel right in my gut. But this is something I've been saying for two or three or four or five weeks now. So I have to stick to my guns here. I'm going to take the Eagles at home. I love that. And by the way, well, okay, go ahead to make your point. I'm sorry. I forget how this you're, segment works. You're breaking works. your own rules. I forget how the segment works. I will take the Eagles, Elliot. I am pulling out my red flag that yeah, I just pulled out. Four and I'm throwing it again. We, I mean, uh, every game is a disagreement. Look, I, I, look, Fletcher Cox, I want to know. I wanted to, Did you watch that game Somehow you saying it that way was dirtier than it's ever sounded before. <laughs> but all right. Did you watch that game? I did. Fletcher Cox. Dominated. I, I really was waiting for that part in Scooby-Doo where somebody unzipped him and said, I would have gotten away for it if it, with, <laughs> if it wasn't for you kids. It's like, did, did Clyde Simmons cr- crawl into Fletcher Cox's body and, and, and make all those plays? It was crazy. Uh, I could see where you like the Eagles at home, but I don't see what their answer is going to be for Russell Wilson. I really don't. I, I, I think he's going to be able to run on them, and I think they're going to have a hard time matching up physically. Uh, with Marshawn Lynch. Two things. First of all, I speak about this very subject with Bobby Wagner, so stick around to, to hear his thoughts on this. And by the way, Bobby Wagner, I've been getting a lot of tweets from people who have been saying to me because they uh, they know the Jenga theory of mine, which is that you know you take out the wrong piece from an NFL uh, roster, the whole thing implodes. Bobby Wagner, a lot of people have been saying he's your Jenga piece for the since he's returned. How different uh, the defense has been. I hear you. The thing that's crazy is that the Seahawks of 2014, more so than last year even, are playing like a big eight offense. It's it's like Jamel Holloway with uh, with Marcus Dupree yep. behind him or something. What I mean, they have nothing but a banger of a running back and Russell Wilson who puts pressure on the defense. And Russell Wilson, what's remarkable is he's 15th in rushing in the NFL overall. And quarterbacks always have a better yards per carry average than running backs do. But he is number one in that statistic by two yards over second yep. place. There's nobody even close to him. He rushes for seven and a half yards a carry. The next guy ha- rushes for five and a half a carry. It's well, I feel, like, I feel like I'm going to have to play the role of Drew Statton here. But uh, So should I talk like this and talk say, uh, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson. I don't, uh, I don't know if I think yeah, that, that's Yeah, he uh, leads, leads all carriers in uh, third down rushing. I'm, but it really is spellbinding the way no one can handle that. And, again, that's something else we talked about, Ross Tucker. What the, the read option, and he really had some interesting insights on why teams are stopping it now. So go back and listen to that one. Um, you're going to take the Seahawks, though. I am. Take okay. Seattle. Well, you I may mean, have changed my mind on Pittsburgh. I'm still – I'll be honest. I gave I'm no wavering. good. I gave, I gave no great reasons for it. But Roethlisberger in prime time, coming off a lousy performance, and in fact, not just the bad game he had against the Saints, he has not been great. And uh, looking a little skittish with the pass rush. If the Bengals don't bring a lot of heat on him, I think uh, that uh, he's finally going to get back on track. All right, New England Patriots. At the San Diego Chargers, not the gimme I assume that uh, most people are expecting. Remember, they played out in the cold in Lambeau. They lose. They get in a, in a big time game, a game that they're you know that you had to get really up for, and you know the physical toll and all that. They fly back to Foxborough. Now they fly all the way across the country to San Diego for what's that for what that's worth. I, you know, I'd I'd love to do it. And I'm going to do what I would love to do, which is pick New England on the road. All right. Well, get ready for this. 
I'm throwing the red challenge flag because I think the Chargers are going to win this one. We always used to associate this with Norv Turner, and there's nothing, there's no football point to this other than Phil Rivers. I mean, we used to always say this about, yeah, about Norv Turner, but maybe it's Phil Rivers who does this. He gets better as the season goes on. That's all there is to it. His career, for the most part, he starts sluggishly, and, and they started well this year. But for the most part, they get better in the year, and they win. So the, the the game in Baltimore last week is a is a good example of that. Games that you feel like they're not going to win that one. I think the Chargers are going to steal this one because again, they need it. And if things break right, they still can take that division. Should we do a now and then NFL now and then on uh, Chargers Patriots 2006 playoff? Oh yeah, well what we should do is we should look back and watch that game on Infinite DVR. There you are. That's there exactly you go. What, we should do. what a game that was, Troy yeah. Brown. Yep, that's uh, and what was the uh, DB who picked it for? I think it was Marlon McCree. Marlon McCree, that's right. All he intercepted it for the Chargers. If he would have dropped after picking it, the Chargers would have advanced. Instead, uh, he got the ball stripped from him by Troy Troy Brown. Brown. Literally just ran up to him and ripped the ball out. All right, uh, just looking for a couple, one more here, and then uh, we will uh, we will call it a wrap. Last one. I, I feel like we've we've burned all the good ones here, but. What about Bills at Broncos? Any reason to think the Bills might uh, might steal that one? You know, Denver? Dave, I want to give a lot of thought to this now. No. Well, listen, I like teams. Again, I always go with the teams that have that can bring some heat. I'm ready for you to throw the red challenge flag. I'm not going to throw. No, please. I'm not going to. I got the Broncos. I'm just but saying. They can, they can bring some heat. What if they As wore I make their old the AFL jerseys for this? Wouldn't uh, that be sweet? The Bills wore theirs on the road at Denver. That would be amazing. We have to handle this on an upcoming DDFP. I got a great tweet. I don't have it in front of me here from a guy saying, what teams have 90s specific designs that are ready for update? There are certain teams that change their uniforms obviously you know 10 to 20 years ago and who's right and the broncos are one i mean when they change that logo now you accept it in your brain but it's like oh yeah that is classic 1990s you know time to update that one i think the bengals should go do you like the fact that they went to the orange jersey from the navy blue because when they first unveiled it they were navy it sounded good when they were going to do it it doesn't do much for me either way i'm not a big fan of the current uniforms on the broncos um what about when miami went to the orange jersey there in the mid 2000s no No? that's that's their that's the college team that they look exactly like the miami hurricanes you already Mm -hmm. have a team that dresses like that you can't wear that uniform the and so that so Thus ends our game picks here. Um, but the Packers hosting the Falcons on Monday Night Football, the Falcons, that's a tough spot for them to go in there. I don't expect them to win that one with Matt Ryan, who, by the way, moves around late the last couple years, or the last couple, I should say, last couple games I've watched to him. Against Cleveland, I noticed, I was watching him and I'm thinking, well, he moves much better than he ever did. And then watching him again this weekend, uh, the play-by-play man pointed out the same thing. Look at his body type. It, he really is quite different. He, he, he used to seem unathletic, Tom Brady-esque. Right. But now he moves a little bit. He can, uh, he can uh, scramble. You know, and, and a lot of times you don't even need a guy to stram- scramble. You just need him to be able to shuffle his feet and move up and back in the nah, pocket. No, you want a guy, I want a guy in, in, in this day and age or in any age, really. I want a guy who can run it? on third down and six when there's a lane there can take off and burn you and just uh, keep the drive alive. I like guys who can do that. It's a it's a real deficit. It's a compliment to Brady and Manning that they never do it, and yet they're still so effective. But give me a guy who has the ability to, if he needs to, to run away from, from trouble or run to, to daylight if it's uh, – You mean an Alex bigger. Smith type? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I understand that you, the trade-off is is that uh, Peyton. Anyway, I don't want to get into all That's that conversation all, right. all over again. Um, what? Uh, by the way, uh, Browns any chance uh, hosting the Colts? Yeah. Yeah, I think they have a shot. I mean, I, I'm picking Indianapolis to win this game uh, for the game pick. Spoiler alert. Uh, but, I, you know, can I pick Cleveland definitively? No. And part of that, too, Dave, for me is I, I still don't know who's going to play at quarterback. You know, I, I just – could Johnny Manziel give him a spark? Is Indianapolis's defense not good? Absolutely. But uh, w- what about the Browns stopping Andrew Luck? I mean, do you really see that? Um, Maybe no. really, really inclement weather. I think would be playing to Cleveland's favor, though. Well, and here's the point. And when uh, a lot of Seahawks fans reach out to me and say, "Are you crazy? You really stop talking about this nonsense. You discredit your credibility. You make your the discredit your credibility. You you sound uh, dumb, basically, is what they're saying when you say uh, that the Seahawks aren't going to the playoffs. But a big part of that is, you know, the Cowboys are Eagles loser, and you know, the Cowboys we don't know how they did in Chicago. Um, but if they if they can hold on to the one playoff spot, the Lions don't write them off because they go at home against the Bucks and then the Vikings, who are better, but still they should win that. Then at Chicago, that's their three-game stretch. They should win all three of those games. Yes. Now, they might fall flat because that's what the Lions, we associate them with doing. But if they win those three games, then they finish off in Green Bay. It's a moot point unless the— They're playing for nothing. Yeah, kind of like when they had the the Matt Flynn Matt Stafford shootout, wasn't that 2011 when they Yep. Flynn threw for 490 and Stafford threw for 4 something. Yep. 15 and 1 uh, Green Bay Packers that year. All right, well listen, I'm going to go to the airport now, Elliot Harris, and you do whatever you're going to do. You're going to scratch out your game picks and all that sort of thing, and I hope you, who's ever within the sound of my voice, We'll go and check out the uh, the NFL's Infinite DVR. You have to check this on out. NFL.com and on NFL Now. And right now, let's talk to the Seattle Seahawk, the man of the moment, along with Cam Chancellor, because, like we say, the defense has really been quite a bit different since his return. Here's my conversation with Bobby Wagner. You listen to Dave All right, this is good. Joining us here on the Dave Damashek Football Program in Studio 66. He is one of the stars of the Seattle Seahawks. It's Bobby Wagner. What's the poop, fella? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? What's the poop? Yeah, what's the poop, I said. I'll tell you what the poop was about, I don't know, at the start of the year, basically somewhere in uh, February. You, Michael Bennett, and Jermaine Curse were here in Studio 66 about a week after the Super Bowl. And uh, mm-hmm. how's the how's the year been treating you ever since then? Uh, it's been good, you know. Of course, we enjoyed the Super Bowl. We put it behind us and then got got to it. We're trying to win another one, and that's where the focus is at right now. Well, you know, it's an interesting uh, compliment that uh, you've been getting of late over the last week or so. I often talk about the Jenga theory as it applies to NFL teams. You know Jenga, the game we all played growing up with the pieces of wood. Uh-huh. If you take out yeah. the wrong one, the whole thing co- collapses. A lot of people have been saying Bobby Wagner is the Jenga piece to the Seattle Seahawks. Quite a compliment. The defense has looked tremendous since you returned along with Cam Chancellor. Yeah, it definitely was a compliment, you know. But I think, you know, that uh, five weeks sitting out and having to watch the game was extremely tough for me. So what I wanted to do when I came back was just bring a lot of energy, a lot of passion, and just uh, play as great as I could and, and uh, see if we can have teammates feed off of it. But you know, everybody's been playing great, you know, and it's just a it's a collective team effort. 
Um, as you break down the film uh, coming up on this Eagles game there, who stands out to you as the Jenga piece of that Eagles offense, the one guy you got to take away? Um, well, me personally, you know, I'm always going to look at the, the running back. So, um, you know, definitely got to stop Lashawn McCoy and, and make sure we do a good job stopping that running game and, and make sure we tackle him. You know, he's a very good player, very explosive and quick, you know, got that, you know, that juke factor. So uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Have the two words butt fumble come up in the locker room this week? And if they have, how do you stop it? Nah, we haven't. It hasn't came up. You know, we ain't been talking about it. Uh, you know, he's been playing well yeah. you know, these last couple of games. So you got to put all that behind him. I'm pretty sure he's put it behind him. So uh, if we go in with an attitude like that, thinking, you know, that's the player that he is right now, that's how we lose. So we're going into it focused and, and, and ready to play. I got your pun there. He put it behind him. I get it. See, behind. I get that whole thing. No, I, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> Speaking of locker room stuff, a couple of weeks ago before the Cardinals game, our pal Mike Silver reported that Earl Thomas was a part of something that started out as an argument between the, the two units on the Seahawks, and now you guys have emerged sort of stronger for it. Is that sort of the flashpoint of the 2014 season for you guys so far? Um, I don't know if that was a flashpoint. I think it was just, uh, I think we just had a point in the season where uh, we just realized that we had a lot of our divisional games on the back end and we needed to come and need to win these games and, you know, need to play our best ball. So, um, you know, I think that's what our team focused on. We focused on coming together, playing more like a team and making sure uh, we bring that effort out. Now, you're a little more demure, I guess I would say, than Richard Sherman is, but he loves, as do a lot of the top corners, talking about who's the best corner. Why don't we ever hear that conversation with linebackers? Matter of fact, let's fix that right now. Bobby Wagner, give me your three or four favorite linebackers in the NFL, and don't be shy about including yourself. My three or four favorite linebackers. Um, personally, I like to watch um, I like to watch Luke Keekley, I like to watch Levante David. Um, I like to watch um, Levy from Detroit. You know, I got a lot of linebackers that I like to watch. I, I wouldn't like put them in any particular order, but you know, I love watching other linebackers play. You know, like I said, linebackers don't get that much love all the time. So uh, whenever you know we got a chance to show linebackers some love, y'all should definitely show linebackers some love. <laughs> well, you know, you say you focus on the running back for other teams, but your quarterback has been about as good as any running back in the league. I don't know. A remarkable statistic. He's 15th overall in rushing in the NFL this season. Uh, is he – you practice against him, but you see Kaepernick and Cam Newton and all the other guys. Is is Russell Wilson in your book probably the last guy you'd want to see? Let's say the Super Bowl's on the line. It's a, it's a fourth and goal at the four-yard line. What QB do you not want to see running for the pylon as you're trying to track him down? I don't know if there's any QB that I wouldn't want to see because I, I don't. I'm not afraid of any QB. But <laughs> nice. uh, you know, Russell's been doing a, a great job this year. You know, running the ball, pass the ball. Uh, you know, I definitely feel like a lot of defenses that go against him don't want because you never know uh, what you got to prepare for. You know, he can run the ball, he can throw the ball, he can you know makes smart decisions, and um, that's just something you can't prepare for. You know, you don't know whether it's going to be a running game for him or a throwing game for him because he's able to do it all. So. Um, I, I definitely see why people are definitely afraid of him. Does it drop your jaw, though, that he that this offense is as effective as it is in a passing age the way it is? It really pivots off of Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson making plays and challenging the defense old school, like it's 1952 or something. 
I, I think it's fun to watch. You know, when you see Marshawn running over half the defense and then you see Russell running around and throwing the ball to, to everybody and even making his runs too, it's, it's fun to watch. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to sit down and, and catch my breath on defense because I want to get up and watch and see, you know, what our offense is about to do next. So uh, I think it's just, you know, Seahawks football, man. We just mm -hmm. fun to watch. Well, uh, last thing is for you, what's fun for you to watch and now for me as well with my little boy is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Last question mm -hmm. is who's the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Raphael's the best Ninja Turtle. Is that right? Why so? Hands because down. we like Michelangelo in our house. I think you just like him because he's the funny one. Everybody that's likes right. the funny one. But at the end of the day, you want the one who's going to beat him up, beat everybody up. So All that's right. Raphael. Well, that's what uh, Bobby Wagner's been doing these last couple of weeks since he got back out on the field. Continued good health and success to you, man. And uh, hopefully in, I don't know, what, two months from now, maybe we'll have uh, another get-together here in Studio 66 with you and a couple of the Seahawks celebrating a second straight. Hopefully. We'll see. All right. Take care, Bobby Wagner. Thanks so uh, much for the time, man. It. Dave, da -da 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 -dum -dum. Dave. Nice fella, but I, but did you hear that uh, Fouts tie when he when he uh, slipped into the like uh, the the butt fumble that that's behind him? Yeah, he didn't he didn't realize he got that. Oh, didn't he? <laughs> he didn't realize that, or did he want me to to get the credit for that one? I think he wa I think he wanted you to get the credit. Elliot's taking his headset off. That's how that's how little he cares. Well, I, I'm done talking. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything else. I thought he was done. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to say nothing else. All right. that You know what? I'm fine with that because it's time to go. I'm, like I say, here I come Midwest. Here I come Chicagoland. Here I come Soldier Field. Um, Pizzeria Due. Maybe Gibson's. I'll go to the steak. I'll hit uh, about maybe 17 bars, I think. Or maybe, wait, no, wait, 24 bars. Are you going to bring a deep dish home for me and uh – Black tie? No, too heavy. Okay. Sorry, I would, but it would be too heavy for me. Um, good thought, though. All right, well, listen. Thanks to Fouts, Ty. Thanks to Elliot Harrison. Thanks to Bobby Wagner. And thanks to you. We'll be back after week 14 in front of week 15 to break it all down for you. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.